Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. That's good. Are you enjoying the winter wonderland that is December? Uh, yes. All the 70-degree heat, well, maybe only 65-degree heat, and all that of the winter wonderland here in florida i always joke that uh it was important that we had someone you know in in a climate that didn't have winter so that someone on this show could understand why tharja was uh trouncing through the snow and in not a winter coat so it's it's always good that we've uh we've got our bases what are you talking covered. about she was heavily armored up yeah she's an armor union yeah the cape it was batman's cape she was wearing that cape from from the Dark Knight, where he like he pulls it over his entire body and he's protected from all the elements. I I, I hear where you're getting at. I hear where you're getting at. Um, we're gonna talk a lot. Well, I, I was just getting at that the game says she's in armor, so why would the game lie? <laughs> no, I, I yeah, the game is not lying. The game she is an armored unit. She just appears to have left most of her armor at home while she was out holiday shopping uh well we're gonna we're gonna talk we're not gonna be talking about christmas uh heroes holiday heroes winter heroes whatever you want to refer them as because we don't know what they are yet we'll be doing that next episode um but i did want to give everyone a last minute shout out uh, a little reminder here that for extra life we are having an incentive where you can choose what house of three houses we play what route for our first 2021 game club and right now, Verdant Wind is in the lead with eight votes, and Crimson Flower is in uh, a second place with five votes. And there's still time to donate. You can donate right up until December 31st. Go to bit.ly slash Ryan, and we will announce the winning house on our first episode of 2021. So look forward to that. Eddie, we're going to talk about some banners and some summoning. Uh, we've got Weekly Revival Banner 20 running, New Power going into the 20th. And book five begins, Regan and Moore. Ah, uh, the Moore. Uh, that's going until the 24th of December, Christmas Eve. How are you doing with your summons? Because I did not summon. Uh, yeah, I did end up deciding to hop back into the Regan banner, uh, see if I could get Dussel. And after uh, another Selena and Regan or two, I did manage to get him. I forget exactly how many more orbs I used, but... Did manage to get him, so once again, blue is a clear color for me. So, good stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you were able to to pick up a Dussel and yet another Regan. Uh, did you get? Sorry, how many Regans did you get? I forgot. I haven't merged them yet, and I forgot exactly how many. I think four <laughs> or five at this point. Oof, that's a good haul of Regans. There was even. I think there was even one summoning circle. Where I had two reds next to each other, and I got a Reagan and a Reagan. Hey, so Reagan and Reagan sounds like a interesting talk show. I think. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know these things. I mean, or it could be an old country movie, you know, with yeah. Ronald Reagan and some other Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> are there are there other Reagans really? Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, seeing as it was the last name, theoretically, maybe yeah, at least at least one more. Um, let's let's talk about some gameplay because you actually played Phalanx Frontlines, did you? Maybe uh, Frontline Phalanx or Utter Confusion, as I call it, has returned, and it's just as easy to understand as it was last time. So, so not I at all. Sent some people out. I have no clue if it did any good or not. 
Um, but they did make a concession for if the event ends early enough that you'll automatically get the rewards you haven't gotten yet for various things. So oh. they did do that. So that was why it disappeared so quickly last time is that it just ended so quickly. It ends... Yeah, so unlike most of the events, like um, whatchamacallit, the ghost guys, uh, Rooker Sieges. Rooker Sieges, yeah. Where they'll just keep cycling through the same characters again and again, you know, over a certain time frames. Once you beat them, you've beat them, and that's it. And so if you beat all three versions of the character, you're done with the event. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Why I... they chose that for this, I have no clue, but it makes about as much sense as the rest of the event. True. I, I did jump in as well, and. It seems very um, inactive in terms of like a player interaction. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of like choose your heroes and where you or choose your your support where you want to put them. The more support you add, the lower the chance you're going to win, which is does not make it all sense on paper. Like from a design standpoint, that seems like the wrong message you want to send. Their explanation sort of makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, the more support. Uh, troops you send the more the bad guy's gonna send af- over to that er- after that hero so it sort of makes sense but yeah it's kind of count- seems counterintuitive I have one question yeah. for you based on that comment whose side are you on Eddie mine or intelligence systems choose now or forever hold your peace no I'm joking um, the other confusing thing is like you are earning your shields and then when you use them it's hard to tell what they do. I think they're 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 protection insurance, right? For when you when you lose? Question mark. So Yeah, the shields are yet another confusing part of this utter confusion event and it it suppose it's like if enough people use them, they'll prevent what would have been a loss, but I guess how will you know if enough other people are using them until so you might waste them, I guess, maybe? I, I have no clue. I it's a very confusing event. I just hop in every couple hours or a couple days and send out a couple people to random things. I don't put them all in one basket, which is kind of the point of it being tougher to succeed if you send everyone to one place. So, Yeah. Well, I do know this. It's uh, It's almost over, and we'll get through this together. And hopefully, maybe next time we'll understand it just a little bit more. Um, and if you hold your breath on that one, you might turn blue. No, I don't plan you on it. probably I, will turn blue. I, I never hold my breath when it comes to video games. Trust me, it's, uh, it's yeah. not a smart move. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, the one thing I can guarantee is if you hold your breath on understanding frontline failings, you will probably turn blue. No, don't do that. Don't ever, ever do that. Uh, I, I'm not recommending it. No. Uh, so what do we got coming up this week in terms of uh, fun uh, stuff? Other than utter confusion, we do have Pawns of Loki returning on the 16th. We have a Tempest Trials banner on the 16th as well, uh, as well as uh, a Temple tri- uh, the, the Tempest Trials for that banner starting a couple days later. Uh, and that, ban- that Tempest Trials is attached to the Special Winter Heroes banner, which that and the login bonus start on the 17th. Uh, and the login bonus, I actually think the login bonus should be start for the temp stress should be starting on the 16th with the 
Um, Today yeah, it starts on the 16th with the the login bonus for the Tempest Trials starts on the 16th with the banner there. Uh, but we do have the Leon and Erica Bound Hero Battle uh, banner and banner for it coming up on the 19th. So considering what we've learned in the past, we know that this month's new heroes will be from Sacred Stones. Oh, wait, they're already out. <laughs> yeah, they reversed it this time, so we didn't figure it out ahead of time. Told you. Told you. They're always paying attention, and when you think you figured them out, they're just going to create another event called... Utter- I would argue that actually I, you still kind of have them figured out. It's just that, you know, they've gotten to the point where they swap them back around, where the new heroes at the start of the month, the special heroes are at the end of the month, so mm-hmm. we won't be having the predictions ahead of time now. Good stuff. Looking forward to some Tempest Trials and trying to do that when I'm not sub to Fate Pass. Boo earns. Um, speaking of Fate Pass, actually, solid transition. Now that I've called it out, it's not really, but uh, uh, the next resplendent hero is going to be Delthea, Free Spirit. Uh, in the style of the Dokalfar, Delthea is decked out in the style of the Nightmare Realm, available after Resplendent Niles around December 25th. So... Um, I, I meant to check if I had a Delthea cause I mean, an interesting thing popped up in discord was that Delthea seems to be a, a character that is a little harder to get and not many people will have her in her collection cause she's still a five star only. Was that the correct, I'm trying to well, remember about half of the resplendent heroes have been five star only. She might be a more recent one than some of the previous ones. Okay. She might even be year two or three. I don't remember exactly. I know we have a. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have a Tempest Trials version of her. Uh, I think Tatara's puppet is yeah. a Delthea that's Tempest Trials, but I think this should be the banner five-star only one that a number of people might not have yet. So, Good yeah. stuff. Well, if you are interested in getting a hero in the style of the Dokulfar, you, uh, you've got that coming to you. And if you're a Delphia fan, I mean, she doesn't look that bad, right? Like, I think she's... Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't look bad. I mean, not it's not know, my style. best ever. It's you know, I'm not sure the dark elf color scheme or whatever looks as you know. I don't know the brighter colors of the Lusilfar, uh look. I think went a little better. Mm-hmm. Although she doesn't look bad per se, and no. you know what they did with Lucina, who was another five star only unit. But what they did with Lucina, making her look like a, you know, she had de-aged about 20 years. I mean, Delthea already looked like she was a little kid, so makes more sense for her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I actually don't have this version of Delthea, so maybe that would be enough to to break it, break out the old Fey Pass again. But Niles, sorry, you're not going to cut it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not caving for Niles. But I will cave... For the fact that we've got, uh, you, I'd say here, like, oh, well, and that's the mini, but no, we've got some Elrealm Gate stuff to talk about, including the fact that both Eddie and I have uh, played Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, plus the Collector's Edition. We didn't play the Collector's Edition, we played the game, but I'm hoping you took the cellophane off of stuff and started looking at it, because it's some cool stuff in there. Yes, I flipped through the art book, and it was even more confusing and illogical as I got further into it, but... It was a cool little setup. Yeah. No, you know, I, 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 I say it's confusing book. and illogical. I, I love the art book. 
but they like go through a page by page explanation of what happens in Shadow Dragon in the Blade of Light, or the remake Shadow Dragon. They have a section specifically for Mystery of the Emblem and New Mystery of the Emblem and all that, but they don't actually go through those ones either. Hmm. And, you know, you could argue, like, well, maybe they're waiting until they do a special version for those ones, yet, you know, they already gave us a bunch of pictures and stuff from them, so it kind of feels, you know, nonsensical and illogical, but maybe... I mean, like from an art book perspective, I was surprised to see how much writing was oh, in yeah, it. Yeah, I was surprised at how much writing was in it at the beginning. It's just why didn't they keep it going for the rest of the Arcania trilogy? I agree. Or at least that in Mystery of the Emblem, you know? I but, I would have liked to see more done outside and, and and even because and I mean you might have already, you know, alluded to this, but it really felt like all of the writing for Shadow Dragon and Blade of Light and most of the artwork, or at least the chapter by chapter move through or or whatever they did, it was all Shadow Dragon um, DS stuff. Yeah, it all felt like it was the DS one, which I guess is technically the canon version of the story now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you update it, you want that to be it. And also as um, playing through the actual Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, there's a lot more story in the Shadow Dragon than there is in the original. Yeah. Yeah, so. I would I would have liked to see more new new mystery and also uh awakening and how they they wanted yeah. to connect those worlds. I mean that would have been interesting, I think. Um and I'm fine without the awakening because they didn't put a little section where you got a bunch of pictures of various characters in their iterations from those games, but you know. But they also did a bunch of the um, uh, old card games, the Cypher card games characters, and even Fire Emblem Heroes versions of characters from these games. So that was cool. Yeah, there was a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes stuff. And I was, uh, like you mentioned, Cypher, but they also included a a trading card game from the 90s or late 90s that I didn't even know existed. Um like a satellite game, like a, in the, in Japan, they had these these satellite yeah, I knew, service. I games. knew about the Arcania Saga, which is the mm-hmm. satellite Satellaview thing or whatever, the satellite game that they were talking about. That was interesting in how they did that. I knew about that. I didn't know how it had been released, and that it had had l- very limited access to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm really glad that they. Like the art book really pushed this collection over the edge. I think when you look at the price of admission, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the game as well. Um, the game is a bonus and a lot of the stuff included in in this package is is well worth the money. That art book's great. It's got varying art from, you know, the NES all the way, like you said, to the mobile game. And they really include a lot of art that I've just never seen before because this franchise is like only known more games are out in the states now than they were before but still like there's a good chunk of this this franchise that's missing um that that hasn't been localized i'll I'll say for me the real uh big standout thing from this collector's edition is the mark mock cartridge it being such a solid quality and all uh but the art book is definitely a bonus that guarantees it was definitely worth the money yeah yeah for sure um I mean, let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, I will say this, that 
you if you you need to read the manual to in order to understand the additional stuff that they added to it because i i through trial and error i'm like how do you bring up the the rewind button because that first chapter was just kicking my butt with all the really the lack of quality of life stuff in there and um you can you're not you're not turning back like quite as sophisticatedly as you are no, in three you're houses. Just jumping back to the start of a previous turn. Yeah, which is in the end of the world is better than nothing and I think within yes. the confines of, of better the than death. nothing. I sped up the enemies and I figured it out through trial and error. I didn't really hunt down the instruction booklet for that, but No, I figured I, it out through trial and error and wow, the difference between Shadow Dragon on the DS and this was night and day. Yeah. Uh, don't see what your character stats are. You don't see any kind of battle um, predictions. Uh, I didn't have as much trouble as you seem to. I think I only rewound once, and then I'm not even sure the character had gotten nearly killed. Or uh, it might have been that Marth had a bad, rough turn where he got, you know, he didn't wasn't able to dodge. But mm-hmm. uh, but they did manage something. Although I guess the technical thing is they actually fixed something with Shadow Dragon that was thing, but I never realized risk could be even worse. Oh, because from what I could tell, he doesn't gain experience for healing. So you take what? a horrible character, he doesn't level up any. Now I see why they felt a vulnerary was a better option when they remade it for Mystery of the Emblem. Oh, you know what? I never even, I never even clued into that. That he's just he's just going to be a walking yeah. healing stick that you have to defend at all times. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that seems like a bug, yeah. not a feature, to be honest. Maybe I misunderstood it, but it the way it seemed, you know, you would go into the screen, he'd heal them, but instead of like every other character, which only seemed to get experience on the attacking phase, not the defending phase. He never got an experience bar popping up. So unless they're just doing the experience in the background for him, he was not leveling up at all for healing. Yeah. I'll say this about the game. Um, It's worth checking out if you're a fan of Fire Emblem, especially if you haven't played some of the earlier ones, because I really think that experiencing the original concept is really neat. I don't, don't go in thinking, man, I'm going to play this whole thing. Like there was a discussion in discord. Like, are we going to do a game club for shadow dragon? And I, I don't think I chimed in, but I think you did Eddie. It was basically, we had already played it. We played the remake and, um, that's a solid excuse to not play. I don't think I could play through this whole thing. <laughs> I, I, it's a novelty for me and that I can play it and it's kind of cool. And it is a low dollar, but it's like eight bucks, which is totally worth, you know, the experiment of playing a, a localized game from the nineties, but it's, mm-hmm. It's just really interesting to see the conception of this franchise on the NES. And to me, for the for the very few NES games that I truly played and enjoyed, um, it's it's really cool how different it was from pretty much all the other games that I ever even heard of on the NES. Right. So I'm 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 impressed. But again, I don't I don't want to. This is no Super Mario Brothers where you'd want to play it over and over I, again. I might try and go through and complete it just to see how it goes and how it's different. But it, yeah, it's not one that, you know, I definitely feel we need to do a game club on because we've already done the story and there's even less story in here because it just goes straight from map to map. I even let it go into chapter two and it 
just went straight to the map. No explanation of what's going on. You're just at a new map with a bunch of guys to fight. Yeah. Uh, you do have some conversations on the man- map menu and all, but none of the fancy screens in between maps that you had in Shadow Dragon. No. No, indeed. Well, we will uh, we will keep an eye on that, and we will continue to report once we if we have more to say on the topic of Shadow Dragon. But uh, honestly, kudos to Nintendo. It's a it's a really cool package they put together, and I'm glad Fire Emblem is getting some love on the collector's edition slash localization phase. Um, let's jump into Game Club because we are going to continue our adventures in Blazing Blade uh, with the Lin Root. We're doing two chapters today. The first one being Chapter Seven X, and the second being Chapter Eight. Um, I will uh, will start us off with Seven X, and we will move through and and discuss said fine Fire Emblem game. We now come to our first optional chapter, the Black Shadow. A mysterious group seems hell bent on capturing Nils and Ninian. Having failed this group, the Black Fang flees. Rumor has them traveling southwest. Lin and her colleagues uh, follow in hopes of recovering a lost heirloom. The Black Fang have made a stronghold of an abandoned castle in Cathalet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, its dark halls are alive with shadowy figures. The map is made up of a few enclosed areas that will spawn reinforcements, but they also have broken walls, so maybe they start started to put doors in and were interrupted by our crew. Anyways, after working our way through the castle and snagging the hammer from the chest, or thief, we battle be, we battle Bayard for Ninian's ring. While Lin tries to reason with Bayard to leave Nils and Ninian alone in exchange for his life, he commits suicide by poison. With the family heirloom in hand, our company continues on their adventure. So, our first experience with a side chapter. Now, I played this a couple weeks ago, and I don't. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but it feels like there wasn't much tutorial in this one, or maybe I'm misremembering. No, not a ton of tutorial. I think this one was just. Go fight. It's like the tutorial was more when they and told you that this was a side chapter. You'll potentially find new allies or fight tougher enemies that are meant to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you agree to do them, you're stuck. So you might want to save uh, before you decide to do them or not. Um, went in. This one wasn't too tough. Uh, sent some guys to the left to head off the thief and prevent him from. Uh, looting that chest, send some guys to knock out the center, and then put a guy on that set of stairs so no one, no reinforcement could pop up there, and smack my way through. Not too hard, but nice little side story. Hmm. Not too bad at all. So. I uh, I enjoyed the side story, and I think it was interesting. Um, here's a question: Do we feel like that it's being an optional side quest, but? Is there really any punishment for not going? Like, do you actually... I'm trying to remember if you actually get anything. In Uh, this one, no. In future ones, there might be not really punishment, but things you miss out on for not going. mm -hmm. I mean, this one is a bit of extra experience for your units. Uh, Beyond that, um, you get a hammer (laughs) that you might not have gotten if you didn't go there, but haven't had much use for the hammer as of yet. No, but I guess, Um, like, it's just... I know it's uh, maybe that's the whole tutorial point of it. It's like, hey, you, these are optional, but if you do them, we might get something. Um, Ninian yep. and Nils, story wise, they get their family heirloom, and it'd be pretty shitty of you not to go get that for them. But yeah, but I don't think Ninian doesn't have it if you, when you have her in the main game, if you didn't do this. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would. Mo- story. She would care, right? Or or even mm-hmm. reference to maybe I have no idea, but yeah, I mean, I think most of this stuff is like a year later anyway. So yeah, she uh, probably just replaced it with some other story. ring. Well, the ring might have more meaning, but you I'm know, just kidding. maybe they found some other way to get it back, or it gets stolen again in the next year. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, I never even thought about that. The poor Ninian and Nils. But they do come in useful in the next chapter in Chapter 8, when we finally reach Kaelin and find an army, including a ballista laying in wait. Ninian, like I said, Ninian and Nils prove their worth when they sense the ballista bolt coming, uh, you know, and prevent uh, Lin from getting hurt by it uh, because of their ability to sense danger. Uh, so they help out there, and after you fight through uh learning about Belista and that's really about all the tutorial to it just that you know Belista are very long range that any archer can use uh, after you fight through and win Sane and Kent come on recognizing some of the enemies as just normal soldiers uh that are for some reason working for Lundgren uh I can't remember which one I think it's Sane that says oh well they're dirty traitors so Few, and more we kill out here, the fewer at the castle. Uh, Matthew was not available during this chapter because he had stated he had, you know, during the preparation screen that he wasn't going to be around. At the end, he returns. He is uh, doing some information gathering and scouting in the villages and informs us that uh, the Marquess Kalen is extremely sick and everyone suspects but cannot prove that Lundgren is poisoning him. Uh, and that Lundgren has also been spreading rumors of an imposter claiming to be the Marcus Kalen's granddaughter coming uh, on their way with two traitorous knights, which explains why, you know, Kalen's soldiers are just straight up attacking you because they think you're a traitor. Uh, so the group discusses it and decides to return to Catholic to ask Ellerwood for help before moving on to the next chapter. Yeah. I, I really like this yeah. chapter, and I, I found the ballista kind of, um, I didn't have to restart or anything, but the ballista kind of kept me on my toes a little bit. Did you oh. actually overtake the ballista and use it for yourself, or did you just let it exhaust yep. its arrows? I did overtake it. I got two shots out of it before, you know, before it ran out of arrows. Mm-hmm. But How did you end up doing that? Did you just send knights around, or did you use a flying uh, unit? I looked through the stats, and I had Wrath in there, uh, so I sent Wrath in... I can't remember which one it was, Sand or Kent. I've been using only one of the two Cavaliers down there, along with um, Will. Uh, Wrath couldn't use it because he was on a horse, but he was able to get up there quick enough and take the guy out so that, you know, he wasn't able to use up all the ammo before Will could get down there. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah, no, I... um. I let him exhaust the arrows. I didn't. I didn't end up uh, getting a chance to use it myself. Although I was, I was kind of hoping I could have. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, the yeah. only real way is to somehow get Ninian in close enough. But that's a risk because, you know, other than what I did is, you know, because that's a real risk. Because if Ninian can't get there quick enough, I guess if you had used Nils, you might have gotten Ninian up there. But mm-hmm. she'd be easy to like. They hint she's an easy target for it because it's an archer unit. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I, I thought this chapter, I, I like the way the chapter ends and you start, like you said, you, you realize exactly why all these characters are attacking you. And, um, it may, it, it makes you kind of weary of like, oh man, like they really are going to have to go f- for outside help 
just because they've brainwashed all these soldiers that are attacking you at least who knows where the loyal ones are but um well they indicate that the loyal ones vanished whether they've been killed or locked up quote unquote doesn't explain you know yeah but any loyal marcus kalen guys have vanished over the months which kind of shows the amount of time frame this is actually taking even though you don't really have a proper sense of because you're just going map to map you know mm-hmm. but they do take into account that logically traveling this amount of distance would take months yeah you know but it was it was nice to uh get our tease for the elliewood reunion and them going back since elliewood had recognized mm-hmm. them so or recognized her as as um the rightful heir so uh yeah oh i'm excited i'm excited for nine and ten for sure yep yeah so uh for in terms of plans like we were kind of hoping to finish off game club uh before 2020 but um or 2021 and or blah 2020 ends i think we should finish this one before 2021 ends yes definitely not going to take a year to finish the next two chapters but we do have two chapters left uh chapter nine and ten and uh depending on schedules we might have to push it into 2021 because we are going to be taking uh, a week off for the holidays um essentially our episode that would normally air after christmas um we will be uh, taking a break that week and returning on the third but there is still an episode next week on the 20th so you can look forward to some holiday heroes to discuss um but before we jet for this fine episode a quick reminder, if you want to donate to Extra Life, bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. And if you donate, you can do so uh, before December 31st, and we can count your vote towards our Three Houses Game Club. We're letting you choose which route we're going to play. Right now, Verdant Wind is in the lead with eight votes. Crimson Flower is shortly behind with five. For every $10 that you donate, let us know what route you want us to use, and we will uh, tally up the votes at the end of the month. Only a few weeks left to get your your voice in there, but uh, right, as of right now, it looks like we're gonna be we're gonna be playing Claude's route. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Uh, Eddie, are you excited to play as Claude? Yep, that's Should good. Be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And 2021 will be here before you know it. So while you're waiting for it to arrive, you can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com/slash/fay. Email the show info at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. <laughs>